This is The Winner's Take with host Nelson Rowley Raisbeck and professional sports handicapper Dave Essler. Welcome into Winner's Take. As always, I'll be your host, Nelson Rowdy Raisbeck, joined by professional sports better Dave Essler. If you want to get any of our content, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Rowdy underscore Razor, or you can find Dave at Dave underscore Essler, or you can find some of his work at pregame.com. Quick recap from last week. We ended up going one and one split in Major League Baseball best bets. Had some pretty good success, though, in the NFL preseason. We're here. It's August 25th. It's a Friday. We're going to be recording just a preview of what we'll be talking about. We'll go through a couple games for Major League Baseball for Friday slate, a game for the Saturday slate, and then we're jumping right into football. A football season is officially here. College football games have real meaning this weekend as it's week zero. So we'll talk about the preseason week three and then uh, college football week zero. Dave, this is it. Real college games start today. And in a couple of weeks, we'll have uh, NFL games. Yeah, well, as far as a better goes, uh, football started a long time ago. Now we just get to see if the fruits of our labors are correct. So I don't look at it as a fan. Um, I look at it as somebody uh, testing my homework. And there we go. We're, we're going to finally get to to test um, guess, more strictly on your work here starting now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's about all we're going to get to. So just jumping right in here again, as always, we're recording. It's a Friday afternoon. It's August 25th. First game we're looking at for the Friday slate for Major League Baseball. It's going to be a 7-10 first pitch central time. It's going to be the Texas Rangers traveling to Minnesota to take on the Twins. Dane Dunning going for the Rangers. Sonny Gray on the mound for the Twins. Currently, Twins are slight favorites here with a total of eight and a half. Dave, what are you thinking for our first Major League Baseball game here? Yeah, I mean, that game has some interesting line movement if you're going to make me talk about baseball. You would think that Greg would be the casual batter's favorite, but, you know, money poured in overnight on the Rangers, which is even more surprising after they blew a big lead last night. Um, I do know the Minnesota Pan has had trouble getting anyone out lately. In fact, I think they've had three blown saves in the last week alone, meaning if we – Land on Twins, it's a first five bet. But, you know, Gray's been hit more than usual lately. He gave up four to the Pirates his last time. And July wasn't his best month. But the aggregate numbers over his last seven are pretty solid. Got whip of just over one. So I guess he can kind of go either way. And I can say the same thing about the Texas pen. I did the Twins pen, uh, which means it hard to it'd be hard to like this under. But at only eight and a five, eight and a half, I think that's looking a little too good to be true. Uh, Dunning, if nothing else, he's been consistent. A couple of double-digit strikeout games in his last four games, but his downfall has been the long ball, at least uh, one in like eight of his last nine starts. Um, and that makes this game very tough. I'm not going to fall for the trap on the over. I think I'm going to go with the first five under. And if I'm right, uh, you know, or close to right in the third or fourth inning, um, I will bet against the Pens and make a live bet on the over. Dave, we are thinking the exact same. Dunning's pitched pretty well. Gray's been pretty good. Uh, both the bullpens for these teams haven't been. I actually looked at the first five under the four and a half, too. And if I had to make a bet on the side, I'd probably take Texas. And just to be a little more safe, take them in the first five. Because Dunning has been good. You mentioned how Gray's probably more the casual, better side. And just in general, Texas has lost seven in a row. People are starting to think uh, Texas is on a losing streak. They're losers. So I think there might be a little value on Texas in the first five. Yeah, I would be inclined to agree on that. I just, uh, you know, uh, too many variables, too many, the possible outcomes are from one end of the spectrum to the other. But 
you know, gun to head, yes. All right, moving to our second Friday Major League Baseball game. It's going to be another 7-10 Central Time first pitch. It's going to be the San Diego Padres traveling to Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. You Darvish on the mound for the Padres. Brandon Woodruff going for the Brewers. Currently, Milwaukee slightly favored in this one. Total eight. Dave, what are you thinking for our second game here of the Major League Baseball Friday slate? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't like to take teams that have nothing to play left, uh, you know, play for anymore, and, and that would be the Padres, but they're rested and their pen's been superior lately, so it's not off the table. But Darvish has been hit pretty hard both of his last two starts. Brewers are in a similar situation, if you will. They're rested, uh, and their back end's held their own over the last week, too. I mean, Woodruff got hit hard against the Rangers, which was something I didn't see coming, uh, especially given his first few starts and the fact that Texas doesn't seem very often. I think the big flag for me here with Woodruff is the fact that he's allowed five gopher balls in his last three starts, uh, and, and that could be a matchup issue uh, because the Padres are a team, if they're going to score, it's oftentimes by way of the long ball. You know, in 66 at-bats against the Padres, they have exactly uh, one dinger by Ben Gamble, and Machado and Tatis are a combined four for 20 with zero extra base hits. I thought going in I'd like this over, and the market's trending that way. It's sitting at eight, juiced over, so I think it may go to eight and a half. Uh, If it goes to eight and a half, I will be on the under. Yeah, I looked at this game, and instantly I figured that uh, I would want to bet the Brewers, but I had to do my homework just to make sure. Money is it's kind of going against Milwaukee as they've shrunk as their favorites here. But uh, overall, Woody has pitched pretty good all season. I know he's only had five starts. You can say the Texas one was his worst. I get it. Texas is overall a good hitting team. You Darvish, though, he's been pretty decent, but we always know that historically he's been worse on the road. And the fact that he used to pitch for the Cubs interdivision with the Brewers, some of these guys have seen him a little bit before. There's a little more familiarity. I think I would roll with uh, Woodruff and the Brewers in the first five or for the full game, just because the bullpen is rested, like you mentioned, and has been pretty good as of late as well. Yeah, probably. But again, I think the variables there are too big for me to pick a side. But I think it's probably another one that if I had to go gun to head, I'd I'd have to fade the Padres with nothing to play for. So there you go. Dave and I both have a lot of leans for those games. Moving on to the Saturday slate for Major League Baseball. The first and only game we're going to be looking at here, it's actually going to be a 5-10 Central Time first pitch. It's going to be the Houston Astros traveling to Detroit to take on the Tigers. We have Hunter Brown on the mound for the Astros. Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound for the Tigers. Currently looking at DraftKings here, Dave, you have the Astros favored about minus 140 with a total of nine. Yeah, I mean, I do love to bet on Rodriguez, but the fact of the matter is Houston's deadly against left-handed pitchers, and they they proved that by hammering Rodriguez himself earlier this season. Uh, It was so long ago, and and there's not sort of a, a familiarity thing going on between those two that I'm not going to factor in adjustments this time. And, you know, by the same token, Hunter Brown started the season really well, but as teams have got a book on him now, his cracks are starting to show. Uh, He didn't make it out of the third inning against the Mariners. He's allowed nine home runs in his last five starts. And and I think it might be sexy to like the Tigers, but give me the over. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, looking at it, if I had to bet just because the Astros are so good against lefties and they've seen a lot of Eduardo Rodriguez over the years, I would lean with the Astros for the full game. And I like the over, too. You mentioned Hunter Brown hasn't been very good as of late. Detroit's already seen him earlier this year, so they have some bit of familiarity. And then same thing with Rodriguez. 
uh, Astros crush left-handed pitching like we talked about. And I think if you get into a higher scoring game, which team do you think can win a higher scoring game? Do you like the sluggers with the Astros or the sluggers with the Tigers? I'll go with the Houston Astros. So that, that makes sense. Over and Houston for me if I had to bet the side in total. Yeah, Houston. I don't I don't know that I could touch the side. I mean, the Astros, uh, you know, that they still want to win. But the Tigers are playing pretty good lately. And uh, I don't know that I want to pay minus a buck forty for Hunter Brown on the road. So I will I will pass that one totally and stick with my side bet. Well, there you go for Major League Baseball. Ran down a few games there for the Friday and Saturday slate of games in Major League Baseball. Want to change gears here. We're going to look at the NFL preseason since it is the third and final week of preseason. Obviously, you had a couple of games that kicked off yesterday, Thursday night. Uh, we have three games tonight. Friday, August 25th, a ton of games on Saturday, and then the one-off game between the Houston Texans and the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Dave, you looking at any of these NFL preseason week three games that have caught your eye here? Yeah, well, I bet the, I bet the 49ers minus uh, probably 240 in the first half tonight. We've talked before, I don't know, I have, maybe not on, on the radio or this pod, but we've talked before about how uh, Brandon Staley and the Chargers don't, don't care about preseason. Um, you're not going you know, to, this is the last preseason game. You're not going to see Herbert uh, and, and any of the Chargers' weapons. And conversely, you are going to see all of San Francisco's weapons now. Uh, in the second half, I'm not sure, uh, you know, Trey Lance, is he going to play? Isn't he? You know, if he does, is he going to be any good? So uh, I, bet, uh, I bet the 49ers minus 240 on the money line for the first half. That was an easy one. I considered taking New England. But I went ahead and took Tennessee on the money line. Uh, and as I speak, the market is kind of confirming that. Um, you know, Belichick's one of Vrabel. You know, Vrabel will want to beat Belichick, I think, no matter what. Um, although there's a lot of mutual respect between those two guys. But I think that, I mean, Belichick does not care. I don't know who's going to play uh, under center for New England in the first half, first quarter. Uh, I suspect it might be Mac Jones, but maybe not. Uh, but what I'm afraid of is if I took the Patriots as a second half, I mean, they got to get this is cut down day. And I think in the second half, you're going to see uh, a ton of New England players that um, will be not be on their roster come cut down day to 53 in a week. And um, I think you, for Tennessee, you'll see similar, but I don't think Vrabel's going to go quite that deep. So I like Tennessee to win that game if. If I did take New England, it could possibly be the first half, but I think New England just goes vanilla and throws in the towel in the second half, so I like the Titans. Yeah, actually, that's one I gave out this morning on the morning show. Titans money line, but uh, this morning it was plus 120. Now currently looking at the lines change, it looks like they're now the slight favorite at minus 120. Your reason is is kind of mine here. I thought, you know, at best, if if the Titans and the Patriots both give their starters a series or two for their rehearsal dinner type games. Okay, well, now we're looking at the backups. And we talked about this a little bit on our last NFL preseason pod. You still have Malik Willis, who's a second-year player, and Will Levis, who's a rookie for Tennessee that are trying to earn jobs and earn some respect here. Patriots know what they have in Mac Jones. They know what they have in Bailey Zappi. And then it's, like you said, Bill Belichick, he doesn't care. So, yeah, I fully agree with you, Tennessee, on the money line. The other one that caught my eye for the Friday games – it was the Carolina Panthers on the money line against the Lions. Lions just need to stay healthy. They know what they have. They they think that they have a good team this year. Carolina, they're not expecting a whole lot. And 
They're 0-2 and could potentially be over in the preseason and then a bad regular season. I don't think they can have that. I think they're going to continue to give Bryce Young some snaps. They're give some of their younger guys some snaps because I can't imagine them going 0-4 in the, the preseason and then having a bad regular season. Well, I can. Uh, I, I won't lay four and a half points with the Carolina Panthers uh, in preseason. I, I watched a, a good bit of uh, Bryce Young and – you know, he didn't look ready. I thought he might look more ready than he actually did coming out of Alabama where, you know, they do see NFL talent week after week, but he just didn't. I think if I have to bet that game, I'm probably taking the under. Uh, and Detroit, you're right. I mean, they'll probably mail it in, but I just really wonder, uh, you know, Carolina, you know, if they play Bryce Young and, and, and their starters, you know, I don't think there's a huge talent discrepancy between them and, and Detroit's backups right now. And I would just worry about them getting margin, uh, you know, if you will. I mean, Detroit could go into that game uh, not even trying and get turnovers in Carolina's uh, red zone and, and get points by attrition that way. So, yeah, the, I think the Panthers probably find a way to win. But if I was going to do that, I would just make a pizza bet on the money line. You know, four and a half points is an awful lot of points in, in preseason, as most people know. Uh, and I'm just I'm just not falling for it. And most of the preseason games have been pretty obvious if you just want to follow the market. I mean, last night, both favorites won. And, you know, if you look at those lines, they wouldn't be anywhere near, you know, four and a half to six point road favorites in the in the regular season. So you kind of know how the games are going to play out. But the Panthers might be a little bit of a different animal uh, with all the turnover and whatnot. So um, I, I'm not going to lay the points. Um, I would probably. You know, I might play him in the first half, money line small. Uh, and I would also look at the under. thing that scares me there is that's where all the tickets are right now. And 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 that line is still pasted 37 across the board. I don't have the guts to play the over. So, you know, bottom line, I'm not in love with the game at all. Yeah, and the only thing with me that I – why I'm hesitant – like, I've already bet the Titans game. We gave it out this morning. You liked it. I like it. The reason why I didn't give out Carolina is because it's a minus, depending on where you look, minus 200, minus 190. It's kind of a hefty price for a game where it's like, I think Carolina wins, but I'm not super sold on it. Yeah, well, it's a hefty price for Carolina. It's not a hefty price for the 49ers in the first half. You know, there's a big difference. You know, you know what you're going to get with the 49ers and their starters. You don't know what you're going to get with Carolina. And obviously that money line is really just – correlated with the point spread you know that's what a minus four would would correlate to no matter uh who the teams were and i don't think that is i mean it, they may win but i just don't it won't win with my money uh that was the friday slate of games for nfl that we just talked about there uh looking at any of the saturday games ton of games on nfl saturday here that caught your eye for preseason because I, I had a couple that stood out to me. Well, I, I think your Packers probably win the first half. They're three-point favorites. Um, Pete Carroll's going to probably not play uh, Geno Smith, and if he does, it won't be for very long, especially they're in a situation where they, you know, I mean, nobody wants to get their quarterback hurt, but, you know, the drop-off from Geno Smith to the backup is pretty dramatic, and, you know, they have to play. Green Bay has to play Jordan Love. They need reps. So I think the Packers probably win the first half. Uh, and that's the that's the top of the board, you know. Uh, looking at other games, um, you know, Cleveland's favorite at Kansas City, probably for good reason. You know, Kansas City they played their starters last week. They won't play them tomorrow. Um, I trust Cleveland. Um, actually, I'm, I'm higher on them than most people are this season. Uh, I would 
not have a problem playing Cleveland on the money line. I, I think I mentioned in the, earlier in the week the uh, the Raiders in Dallas. Uh, you know, the Raiders are, are five, four and a half, five-point favorites at Dallas. And, you know, I realize that I know who we're not going to see, but I also know that typically in the last preseason game, McDaniels has rested everybody. So I'm, I'm inclined to take Dallas with the points in that one. And those are the first three that jump out at me. Um, I have more if you got – if you got insights on any other one, I have opinions on all of them, but those are the three bets that I will likely make. Well, to back up your Packers first half claim, I you have always said, you know, in preseason, you got to listen to the coach and what do they say? And Matt LaFleur has been saying how they're going to at least give Jordan Love at least a couple series because he needs the reps. And two series in, in the first half could be an entire quarter. So you might get to see Jordan Love for the full first quarter. So that'd bode well especially if the Seahawks are going to play their backups in that one. But the uh, the two that caught my eye, I kind of like the Arizona Cardinals on the money line at currently even money or, or plus 100 against the Vikings. We know what the Vikings have. It's Kirk Cousins. It's a solid backup in Nick Mullins. And then it's who cares. Arizona's got Clayton Toon out of Houston that's trying to make the squad. You have David Blau out of Purdue, that's a younger player, but he's been around for a couple of years. And we've seen that this Arizona squad with first-year head coach, they have came back from down against Denver week one, and then they go for two to try and win the game and all this stuff. Like, they're clearly trying to win these games with these young players. And I just feel like Minnesota just says, we don't care at all. After Mullins gets a few reps here, we're probably pretty good. Cardinals are sitting there at plus money and they feel like they'd be playing much harder in the second half. Yeah, I would I would be inclined to agree with you when the market does too. That line's been two, two and a half uh, Minnesota favored most of the week. Uh, it's down to one and a half. Um, it's, it's minus 110. So it's a solid one and a half. But I can I could I don't know that I would take the money line. That's one of those games that um, I just uh, I don't know uh, if that isn't a last second game. I mean, even with with Arizona trying and playing some starters against Minnesota's backups. Uh, I could still see that being a, you know, 2019 type game. If I was going to take Arizona, I would take the point and a half. So I, so I guess uh, the bottom line is I would agree with you. Second game that I had that kind of caught my eye and Dave, we nailed this one and we faded the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night. You took the commanders in the first half and I kind of mentioned how I got a gut feeling. It's, it feels like Washington for the full game for me. I think I'm going to continue to fade the Ravens. They just lost their you know preseason record, hadn't lost in 24 games. Who cares about it at, at this point? I know Harbaugh is still competitive, but there's one thing about trying to win games and then just not having the players. And if Hudley still has a bad hammy and they really don't want to play him, Lamar Jackson's probably not going to really need to be played, especially being a running quarterback that's been dinged up lately. And clearly we saw in that game Monday night that the two guys that come in, Johnson and Brown afterwards, they're not very good. And then on Tampa Bay, you had Baker Mayfield, who was named starter. He probably will still get some reps. And then it's going to be Kyle Trask, who's neck and neck with Baker the whole time. And it's a team that I know you've said this before, but you feel like they're probably a little bit better than most people think. I think Tampa beats the Ravens and the Ravens will lose two in a row. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. And I, I suspect that'll be another close game. The Ravens opened minus one and a half. Now it's Tampa Bay minus one and a half. Ticket counts pretty split, a little bit, a little bit leaning to Baltimore. Um, so that's, yeah, that's another one gun to my head. Uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay. 
You know, situationally, Tampa Bay could use a win. Baltimore totally doesn't care. I'm not sure how, how they play it if, if they want to make a statement. I mean, it's not like Washington blew them out last week. And maybe Harbaugh wants to go ahead and, you know, get another win under his belt. You know, I'm not going to throw them under the bus uh, at 24-1 and one in the preseason either. But I think I would be inclined to to be with you and probably take Tampa Bay. So those were the four games that kind of caught my eye for week three of NFL preseason. I also had a few games in college football for week zero. I know there's only seven games here this weekend, but I had a few I bet a couple already, and and I'm really contemplating another one, but I kind of wanted your opinion here. Go for it. So I know on Monday we gave out, well, you gave out the Ohio plus the two and a half by the hook, get the three. I'm seeing it's pretty much around two and a half. Some places you can find a two. Some places there's still a three out there. I agree with you. I think I like the reverse line movement uh, with Ohio. You explained why you didn't necessarily like San Diego State. Uh, The second one that kind of caught my eye, it was New Mexico State minus the seven against Massachusetts. Massachusetts doesn't have a good offense. We talked about it in an earlier podcast, how Jerry Kill is really good at rebuilding a program. And New Mexico State in year one, they went to a bowl game. Not only did they go there, but they won, brought their quarterback back, brought some key players back and I think if I remember correctly, you like New Mexico State to win their their over for seeds and win total. I think if you can get this at seven, six and a half, anything below a touchdown or a touchdown or less, I would take New Mexico State. You know, that's a tough one. I mean, I think UMass is getting better, but, you know, I think that the, the real key to this game, probably going to be the weather. I haven't checked on it, but I would imagine uh, in New Mexico Tomorrow uh, is going to be pretty toasty, like most of the the, the the Southwest is this time of year. And I think that could hurt UMass in the long haul. I, I know the market kind of likes the Minutemen a little bit, or at least they did it at, at you know anything over seven. And I kind of get why, because it's a low total. It's 45. That means they're not expecting New Mexico State to, to score a ton of points. So you know, creating a, a ton of separation with a low-scoring game is probably, you know, not something people want to bet. But the line's still seven. It hasn't come under seven. So I think that line's probably pretty close to right. Uh, I like Hill, as I said earlier, when we gave out their win total. But I don't dislike UMass. I just think that I think that the, the travel and perhaps the heat and the, and the, you know, if it's 110, I don't know what it's going to be. But that would tell me that, you know, New Mexico State probably wins that game. I don't know if they cover it. You know, I you don't want to tease college football. That's just a complete no-no, getting New Mexico State down to down to minus one. Um, you know, I probably might use New Mexico State in a money line parlay. I mean, it's it's week zero or even week one next week will be week zero for a lot of teams. And you you know, you just don't know what the cohesiveness is from from last year to this year. And and how these teams are going to play come week one. You know, all we know is expectations, and most of those expectations are overreactions, whether they're expected to be horrible or expected to be good. So, you know, it's at, at, at nine and a half or, or so, I probably would have loved UMass. Uh, at seven, I, I probably lean New Mexico State. So that one to me is more of a, you know, what what's the best value bet? Uh, and right now it's probably New Mexico State. I, I just don't. I don't trust it mainly because of the market. Uh, I think if I was going to take UMass, I would be inclined to take them in the first half. And then 
I think if I was right about that, UMass starts to wear down a bit in the in the heat, I hope. Then I would look at New Mexico State in the second half. And that'll be, yeah, the second game we looked at. Now, the third one that that kind of popped out to me was Louisiana Tech. And we mentioned this one on Monday as well. And at the time, I said, I, I kind of like Louisiana Tech at 10 and a half. Well, now it's went to 11 and a half. My reason why I liked La Tech was every single year they had played FIU when they were in the same conference, they destroyed FIU. All of a sudden, they got a new coach last year. They had a really bad season, I think three or four wins, but they lost to Florida International in double overtime. So they have the revenge factor. It's at home this year, and it's you know the second year from this new head coach. It just feels like it would be a place where they would absolutely want to throttle FIU. And now that it's moved a point, I have not bet this myself, but I was looking at it. Do I still like it at 11 and a half versus 10 and a half? That's not really a key number, but uh, it is a, a loss of, you know, a point on value, I guess you would say. I think it's probably more than that now, Nelson. I mean, Circa in Las Vegas has uh, La Tech minus 13 right now. Um, and, you know, here's another one, you know, especially in week one, you're going to see this over and over and over. You know, people will be betting this game tomorrow. Well, you could have had La Tech minus nine back in June. Uh, and you could have had that number until earlier this month. And you could have had minus 10 as early as a week and a half ago. Now it's pretty much 12 everywhere. Uh, I, I And I, I think you can probably get it at 11 and a half at a, a square book like William Hill. Um, but I suspect that number will climb if Circa's already at 13. You know, I just wonder at some point if it's gone too far uh, because, you know, you're giving away, a, a you know, almost a whole possession from what I could have had at nine to what I might have to pay for it now. Um, what I do like though, is the under um, that opened 59 and it's, it's 57 at Circa, who is a, a book I will watch closely. They tend to attract some, some sharp betters. And what that would tell me is if I were going to bet this game now, I would probably look at the Florida international team total under. Um, I don't know if there's a team total out yet. I can, I can look real quick. Um, what is it going to tell me? No, I don't see any. But uh, the fact that it's uh, a total of, say, 58, uh, 29 is half, add six either way. They're expecting a uh, 20. They're expecting a, you know, th- uh, 35 to 23 type game. So, yeah, I think you can probably get a – if I can get the Florida international team total, you know, under – 21 certainly under 24 um i would i would tend to look in that direction in that game if i were betting it now if i were betting it up until a week and a half ago and i could get la tech at 10 or less it would be a no-brainer now you know it's that you know we'll I'll be dealing with that all year long if you if you miss the move is it you know do you take the bad number and you know there's a lot of talk on twitter and everywhere else about you know yes you should no you shouldn't and you suck if you do and yada 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 but you know, that's still a reality check. And I think the, the pro bet right now would probably be the FIU Panthers team total under. So now I'm um, thanks for, for kind of clearing that up just because I, I was looking at it, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Next thing you know, the line was going further and further north. Like it liked my LaTeX play, but I didn't wasn't sure. Speaking of lines and moving, I wanted to just bring this up real quickly because I would say the three most casual bets that I've probably seen online or heard this week is probably to take Navy 
against Notre Dame because Notre Dame doesn't have to blow them out. You got to deal with the overseas, potentially the weather. I would say the other most square bet I heard was take Vanderbilt. They blew Hawaii out by 50 last year. They'll smoke them again. And then the other one was probably USC is going to hang 60 points on San Jose, take the 30 and, and probably just the over because USC could get pretty much almost get there themselves. Those those are like the three, four huge public things that I've heard all week. Um, I, I, I don't disagree with Navy. I'd love 21, not 20 and a half. The pro bet there would have been the under at 51. Um, you the best you can do right now is 49. So there again, do you do do you do that or don't you? Um, I'm thinking that perhaps the Navy team total under. I do agree with the under. It's supposed to be sloppy weather. Navy's not going to want to, you know. I mean, they don't throw the ball a whole lot as it is. Uh, but I expect that to be a low scoring game. Um, I I I would take Navy, but I think I'm probably looking at the Navy team total under. Um, the USC San Jose State game. Yeah, you could have had less than 30. Now you're laying 31 and a half. They could win 60 to nothing, but they won't. Uh, there's no reason for them to. Uh, uh, that would be absolutely a first half bet, uh, but you'd still probably be laying 17 or more. Um, and then again, I don't, you know, that, 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 that probably is fine, but you just never know. I mean, the fact that USC is, you know, let's call it minus 30 uh, with a total of 66. I mean, that kind of means they expect San Jose to put a, San Jose State to put a few points on the board. So I would, I don't know what it is. I would be inclined to look at the, maybe the San Jose State team total over. That would be my take on that game. And Hawaii Vanderbilt, you know, I was on Hawaii in that debacle last year in Oahu because I thought Hawaii would perhaps be better than people think, even though they basically had, you know, 40 of their 60 players that had never put on a football uniform. And obviously that's, how the game played out. I mean, Vanderbilt kicked their absolute ass. Uh, and with that said, um, I'm inclined to like Hawaii with the points. Um, 17 and a half, I like the, you know, probably if I have to, uh, 17 and a half. But I mean, there's no, there's no doubt the talent discrepancy warrants that. Uh, I'm just not sure if Vanderbilt needs to make a statement again. Uh, so uh, I would take Vanderbilt, but again, that uh, is probably my least favorite of all of the six games up there. But nevertheless, yeah, I'm one of those guys when in doubt, I'm always going to take the points. Well, there you go. We kind of ran through the majority of those uh, college football week zero games. Again, you want to find any content, you can find me on Twitter at Rowdy underscore Razor. You can find Dave at Dave underscore Essler or his work at pregame.com. Dave, before we're out of here, just because uh, we've been doing it pretty much every Every podcast, do you have one game in Major League Baseball? Maybe we didn't talk about it that you would like. Um, yeah, I mean, I hate Major League Baseball best bets, and I'm going to say that to my to my <laughs> to my maker comes and gets me because you put so much stock in them. Um, I'll take uh, I'll take the Orioles minus a half a run in the first five on Friday, and I will take the Tigers uh, over uh, Tigers in Houston game tomorrow, um, and. If I have to pick one college football game, uh, I'll take Ohio. Uh, and I don't have time to go into all the reasons for that because you'll cut me off. Well, there there you go, Dave. Dave goes, ah, you know, I don't like Major League Baseball best bets, but here's two of them, and then I'll throw in my football one. Hey, uh, give, the, give the people what they want. I'll just look at the – for my best bet, I'm going to go with one for Major League Baseball. I'll take the Brewers tonight on the money line. I like Woody uh, over you, Darvish. So there you go, Dave giving you – 
two Major League Baseball best bets and a college football best bet in Ohio plus the points. I'll go with the Milwaukee Brewers on the money line for Friday night. Again, I know I've been saying this every single time, but just ask that you guys can continue to download, listen, subscribe, rate the podcast, share it with your friends, do all that kind of good stuff. It's going to be college football week one next week. We won't have any NFL as they'll take the week off, but we will fully be diving into the week one of college football and still probably chipping away with Major League Baseball. So until Monday, let's continue to win some money. The Winner's Take is your podcast for everything gambling at MadCitySportsZone.com. In the Zone app or wherever you get your podcasts, listen, rate, subscribe.